Hi, you're listening to The Comedian's Tea Party with Cy Deeves. Fair warning, this podcast may contain adult content. It may not. I don't know. I never really have a plan. Let's listen on and find out. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of The Comedian's Tea Party with Cy Deeves. And this week my guest is Esther Manito. It's a very, very fun chat indeed. We had a really good time. It's the first time we've spoken actually. We're both from Essex. Both started gigging at roughly the same time, but just never crossed paths. Because whilst it might be a small world, it's funny comedy because sometimes there'll be someone from the other end of a country and I'll gig with them, you know, three times in a month. And then sometimes there's someone who lives around the corner to me and I won't gig with them for two years. It's funny how it works out, but that is the very nature of comedy itself. So the start might sound a little shaky. I left it in because it amused me. The, the, the way it all panned out, I've edited it a bit. Essa had an issue with a giant fly, which I couldn't hear at first. And then it did, it did come across the screen. You can't really hear it but at that well 45 seconds from the start of the actual podcast if you want to time it because i won't know the actual time code until it's edited and by that point it'd be too late to update you but if you listen really really carefully 45 seconds into the actual conversation you can hear the fly fly past and uh, for the sake of sort of filling some time i put a little bit of bird song in there just in case you think some birds also got into the house that would be a wild wildlife issue we have some really fun conversations we talk about esther's hamster briefly talk about my hamster and that leads on to a conversation about Richard Gere turns out that was a gerbil not a hamster and almost definitely didn't happen but basically that conversation led to me googling the sentence did Richard Gere really put a hamster up his bum he did not and we also discussed whether or not that really happened it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't really happen long story short I googled gerbling as well which is what that's called apparently there's also a rumour that they're covered in psychoactive drugs to give an extra sort of boost. Whether or not that has happened ever, no one really knows. Apparently there was a sex expert who was quoted on Wikipedia saying that he's never even heard a second-hand or even third-hand account of that actually happening. So chances are it is just an urban legend. Nobody really puts rodents up their bum. <laughs> I really hope that's true. <laughs> that they don't. That they don't. God. Good grief. Uh, we talk about how false widow spiders are the COVID of the arachnid world and uh, brings about an idea for scientists to look into. We uh, we may have solved the whole situation that we're looking at. So listen to that. That's interesting. I also learned about some other new tea. That's a quite a common occurrence in the last few podcasts is I'm being taught about tea that I've never heard of. So it's good. I like it. And watch out for Mr. Anito because that wily minx can cause some trouble, which uh, is, is very fun and really concludes at the very end. So listen on. It's a very fun episode. We had a, a really fun, silly time. I hope you enjoy it. I'll see you at the end. Hello. Hello. You all right? Yes, I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you. Sorry, I have the world's biggest fly in here. So I, can't, I mean, I can't really hear it if that, if that helps. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so loud! You must be able to hear it. It's the world's biggest fly. I, I'll be honest. Yeah, actually, I can hear it. I thought uh, I thought that was my cat. My cat's currently playing with my blinds. Oh, I... uh, <laughs> actually, I might have to address that. One second. 
Okay. Hang on, I'm going to try and get this fly out. It's so big as well. Oh, now for the listeners, I'm going to leave this in. Uh, I've just come back to see Esther <laughs> trying to catch the fly. Uh, it's uh, incredible scenes. Sorry. No, no worries. I, I managed to hit it, but I've not managed to get it out. But anyway. Uh, in, in hitting it, did it, uh, did it damage what you were hitting it with? Was it that big? No. <laughs> yeah, it was huge. I've got a massive dent in my notebook now. <laughs> Just put a hole straight through the middle. Uh, I've just realised yeah. I've, I've left my notebook over there. Just what? Sorry, one second. Okay. I'm good. This is. I mean, to be honest, there's not really much written in here. Okay. But it's, my, it's like my safety blanket. Yeah, it's, it's got some questions in there, so we'll uh, we'll get to those later. Okay. Not specific questions. They are vague and barely related to tea. But we'll yeah we'll we'll see. How it goes. I'm drinking. I'm drinking the tea though. Are you? What are you drinking? I'm drinking um, a turmeric tea. Ah, yeah, that's a nice one. Now, is that the one that's got star anise in it? Yes. Yeah, it does. Now, how would you describe the flavour of that? Because uh, I think this is the third time that that has been drunk on this podcast. And uh, have you had it before? I've what star anise? That tea specifically. No, I haven't had this tea specifically. Okay. How would I describe it? Um, it's quite fr- tangy, yeah, but also quite musty, yeah, which is not a sellable thing, is it? It doesn't sound sellable, but, it, but it's quite nice. No, it is like you're drinking old dust. <laughs> so you're not a fan. I'm not a big fan of. I'll drink a herbal tea to cut down the old caffeine. Yeah, but um, I don't often drink it. No, I like a verbena tea before bed. I, what is that? I've never heard of that. Verbena. Verbena's like a dried leaf and you can you can and it basically just makes you feel really sleepy. Um so, it's just a relaxant. But you buy it like a dried leaf and you've got to brew it. Oh, okay. And, so it's uh, like loose leaf. Like a loose leaf tea. But if you buy it online, it often gets confiscated because it does look like uh, loads of drugs. Yeah, I sent is, um, um, I sent an envelope full of tea because uh, I, I sent you tea. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, you're drinking that. Yeah. Um, you did. I sent a similar looking envelope of tea to uh, Yuriko Katani, but uh, so the one that I sent you was you, like you print it off online and uh, and pay for it, and then it puts like your address and, and stuff on it, so they know the return address, so they sort of they know it's coming from. So I think it makes it look sort of more legitimate. But the one that I sent mm. to Yuriko was um, I hand wrote her address and then just stuck a, a first class stamp on the front, so there was no nothing tying it back to me, and it got opened and searched through. Oh. Yeah, because it oh. just looked like a sort of a little the bag drug of drugs. dealer, yeah. the postal drug dealing service. Yeah, is that a thing? I imagine strikes it's a thing. again. Must be. <laughs> I should think so. If you're a postal drug dealer, get in touch. And uh, I'm not interested, but um, maybe I'll, I'll give you just a plug. working from home. Yeah, that's all they're doing. If you want to sponsor the podcast? Yeah. Uh, let me know. We'll give you a plug. <laughs> so, how are you? I'm all right, thank you. You know, I'm. Uh, looking forward to uh, getting back to gigging yeah uh you've got some uh got some booked in i do um but i've got yeah i'm quite booked up now so oh, it's uh it's gonna be a full-on summer nice that's good yeah i um, yeah i I'm, I'm not as booked i've got some booked some not enough that's but, good uh, yeah there's more coming in so it's all good i will i'll have some to do but it will yeah it will increase yeah 
So, how long have you been going? Because I feel like you started slightly after me, but... I started in 2016. Oh, okay, yeah, I was 2014, so, uh, yeah. Okay. I just sort of saw your name coming about after, like, in the sort of the wave after my my year of school, as it were. Right, yeah, it is weird, it is like school years, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's often the description. Oh, sorry, I've just remembered what I was asking before, the flavour of that tea, because uh, yes. I had that on the first episode with Cole Donnelly, and we uh, we decided that it tasted like a Christmas ramen, if you mix the flavours oh, okay. of ramen and Christmas. Yeah, I get that, but ramen's got quite a musty... It has, yeah. I mean, I like ramen, but it, you know, that kind of brothy, musty, yeah. it is, it's very kind of, and I think because it's obviously quite green. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like ramen and I like Christmas. So uh, there you go. mix the two together. That's and, perfect uh, combination. I, th- I thought it was all right. Not the best one I've had, but it was good. It wasn't nice. I'd have it again. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, what were we? Oh, yeah, school years. So, like, uh, were you full-time before the uh, lockdown? I went full-time, yes, in the January, and then we went into lockdown on the March. Yeah, that is very much sort of uh, like our era of comedians, uh, if you will. Yeah. A lot of them went full time just before lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, that's killer. I, I had, uh, do you know Amy Matthews? Sorry, I just said that in a very Essex. Um, Matthews. Matthews. It's got teeth. Matthews. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I know of her. Yeah. I don't think I've met her. No. But I know of her. Because you're from Essex, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whereabouts are you? I'm, well, I'm in Woodford, which is right, East okay. London. Well, it's actually it's Essex. I think it's Essex. It's but we've got a tube station. Those, yeah, it's is it inside the M25? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're basically like you go a bit further out and you're in Epping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's one of those that yeah. like uh, you, you, it could be either. It's like Romford. It's sort of like some yeah. some people claim it's further it's, in than Romford. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because a lot of people say that if it's sort of inside the M25, then it's technically london but i don't think that's necessary but then there's parts of uh like croydon and that you would think were london but that's surrey so well i walk down the road and then i'm back to a london postcode so my kids go to school down the road oh, which okay. is a london postcode but we're in like an essex postcode right so i think a lot of people think it i mean i think of it as london yeah i've never thought because i've always like i live in london but yeah yeah it is really get yeah quite shitty if you if you say it's London, they're like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Can you hear my cat in the background? By the way, she's just mewing at the door. Not massively, oh, no. Okay, that's good. <laughs> we've not uh, we've not met before, I don't believe. No, no, we haven't. No, no. but you're, you're, I've I've seen your name around loads, and uh, obviously we're both sort of so, well. I'm I'm certainly more Essex than you because uh, I I'm whereabouts are you? Uh, South End, more or less. Like Shrewsbury. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, so you gig a lot down there? I do, yeah. There's quite a, there's a few gigs around, so I just sort of jump up, like, because I'm a good friend. Do you know Ross McGrain? Yes. Yeah. He lives, yeah. like, a, a five-minute walk from me, so uh, I'm good friends with him, and he just puts me on whenever I, I want, which is nice. Okay. Um, yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, very convenient. Nice little hookup to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I do. I, I travel quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, what I was saying was, basically, I'm going to tie up like three different stories at three different times. Uh, so Amy Matthews, she is from Leon C down the road. Right. But then she moved to Edinburgh for uni and started comedy up there. And now she just lives up there with her partner. And uh... Yeah, I think I've met her boyfriend. Oh, okay. Uh, Stuart. Yeah, yeah, we've gigged Stuart. together. Yeah. Is it McPherson? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I've yeah. not met him. He's really sweet. Yeah, he seems nice. Um, that yeah, of, really nice guy. Yeah. But she, uh, I actually, I met her at the stand and, <laughs> and she just turned around and said, where are you from? I know your accent. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> South End. She's like, yeah, me too. Um, yeah, it's but very, yeah, she, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's very, uh, you can't really, well, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's a very distinct accent. It is. Yeah. 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 I mean, she could tell it that is. I was it's literally from the area. So, <laughs> that, yeah, because it, it changes through Essex as well, like. I'd say you've probably got more of a London sort of uh, tinge, but then when you go further north, Essex, like uh, Colchester, that's where my wife's from, and like her, yeah. her, her accent changes, and yeah, it's odd, but yeah, and you get the kind of like that kind of Harlow way as well, where they yeah. don't really move their tongue at all. It's just like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, yeah. So it just becomes like all vowels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how you doing? Yeah, I know. Like that, yeah. It's actually really hard to understand. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, so Amy went full time literally. I think in like February or March or something. Mm-hmm. So I've got delivery. Okay, no worries. Poor, poor timing. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. It's all happening around your house. It's very. It's all go. Yeah, very exciting indeed. <laughs> yeah. So how have you? Have you? What have you been up to during lockdown? Obviously, if you went full time in in I January. Mean- yeah, and I was really worried about it. I was like, oh my God, like I've literally quit my job as a teacher to become a full-time comedian to yeah. now not having any comedy work and now I have to full-time homeschool my kids. Like, yeah. I mean, ironic is not the fucking word. I was livid. Um, but I was very, very fortunate that I um, got corporate bookings for online comedy gigs nice, yeah. and I managed to keep those going over lockdown and those kept I, there was enough of a momentum that actually generated enough of an income oh that's great so that's what kept me going financially over lockdown yeah but it was mental that the entire arts industry just was like you've got no money yeah because were you now. were you self-employed <laughs> before no so I, I was a part-time teacher I, I did um I, I started comedy when I was uh, on maternity leave and then oh, okay. I went back to teach in part-time so I would gig um obviously I was a new comedian so I was doing you know open mic nights and bringer nights and all the rest of it and then teaching part-time and then um it got to a point in January I was earning enough from comedy that I could quit teaching altogether so that's what I did and then lockdown happened and that was that was all scuppered but luckily I was able to transfer everything online so yeah in a way I feel like lockdown was probably my most successful year. <laughs> <laughs> that is ironic, isn't it? Yeah. I, um, yeah. I, I mean, I had, uh, do you know Vix Layton? Yes. Yeah. Uh, she was on the last episode and she was saying that um, she's probably gained sort of more recognition for what she's been doing during lockdown because just because of the situation she'd been in, she'd been able to get guests on her podcast that she wouldn't otherwise have been able to get. Yeah, there is that. Yeah, people were kind of. It was a good time to start doing stuff online and yeah, and and generate a bit of a kind of. I mean, for me, it was just corporate work. I was just lucky because now suddenly all these big companies that would normally pay comedians to come in and and do you know award ceremonies and yeah. Christmas parties and all the and International Women's Day and all the rest of it were like, well, now we need to book online, and because I was kind of you know doing all right with these online gigs they would recommend me to other companies and stuff and then it so it it worked out it worked out all right yeah that's yeah that's very fortunate I mean that was the other thing that Vic said was that uh, because she 
sort of had a, a decent setup because I already had everything that I needed for recording anyway because I'd, mm-hmm. I started this uh, in 2018. 2019? Doesn't matter. Uh, so like I already had everything that I needed to record anyway. So like I was sort of quite fortunate that I could pick up gigs, but I would foolishly thought uh, I don't need to do online gigs. <laughs> They're not for me. And uh, obviously as they've developed, I've started getting some and now we're going back to sort of normal gigs. So yeah, it's all right. So it kind yeah. of doesn't matter. Yeah, but I mean... <laughs> It, you know, we've all got things that we, we're not massively comfortable with that other people are, are totally okay with. I yeah. mean, it's it's down to your style. And I can, you know, some comedians can really translate well online and others, you know, they need more of us. But then I think even, you know, you do stuff online and then people see you on stage and and they're like, oh, you know, the difference between you online and on stage is, yeah. is a lot. And it's because your energy shifts different. The way you communicate is different. It's, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's not easily translatable between the two. No, not at all. No, it's very, it's, it's odd. It's, um, it's very interesting. Um, like I've, I've kept up sort of quite well with gigging and in the sort of any gaps that we had, I, I packed in a few sort of live mm-hmm. gigs here and there. So, um, I may or may not have already done some live gigs. So, uh, well, just the one, but, um, Obviously, we shouldn't have, but you know, it's a. It didn't happen. It's fine. It definitely didn't happen. Did. Um, <laughs> but so, it's okay. It's okay to do live gigs, isn't it? As long as you have a, it's outside and. The, uh, as long as it's driving, that that's the uh, only. No. Yeah, which. Uh, and it was sure. Uh, it wasn't. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't uh, know. So I haven't broken the law. That's only. Well, although it's not law, is it? Is it law? I think it or is. Guidelines. It's, I don't think it is law. I, I well, guidelines. I mean, this is the very issue. Is this is how easy it is certain. to just yeah. control people. We just get the the guardian to go. This is what you should do, and everyone's just like, "That's what we should do." Yeah. And if we break that, then we're really bad people. Yeah. But because uh, I was I was thinking about this, I was like, "Is it?" I don't know. To be honest with you, don't take this as me making some <laughs> kind of massive political statement because I don't actually know. Yeah. But I, I was listening to something about the difference between something being a law and something being a guideline that you can't actually take legal action against. Yeah. Yeah. But, I know that obviously um, they sort of, they had taken legal action against like, for instance, those uh, two women that went for a walk last year together and they got fined. Bastards. Yeah, because they were like seven are. miles away from their house and they said, oh, that's unnecessary travel. Like, oh, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was mental. And then, and then like the following, like a few days later, uh, Boris Johnson went for a bike ride like 60 miles from his house and everyone was like, yeah. okay. I mean, there's huge hypocrisy. Yeah. Huge hypocrisy. And you don't know the background story of those two women as well. That's no, what, that's. I think that's what drove me a little bit mental because I was, I've very much been stuck between two camps throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Of... Um, I don't you know, like families become really divided about it. And and we've, me and Marva Half are in a situation where one side of the family think that everyone should just live in wardrobes and never leave and just breathe through a straw. Yeah. And uh, the other side of the family are like, no, you know, this is all hijinks. And then you're just like in the middle going, well, you know, not really trying to, you know, cause any problems. And we're trying to be a little bit respectful and we're trying yeah. to be a little bit conscious and all the rest of it. But also, don't really want to go into the really judgy pious side of like i don't you know if two people are meeting up i don't know the background yeah like you don't know what the situation is that could be somebody who's like i really need to get out of my house and talk to someone before i have a massive nervous breakdown like yeah, i'm not going to sit there and judge what other people do you can only be in control of what you do um 
And so I kind of had to take that stance out of like, you do what you feels right. I'm just going to really try hard not to judge anyone and just get on with my own shit. Yeah. But I do judge the judges. Yeah. 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 That's, the, that's on the one joy that we nerves. can take. If we're not, uh, if we're not judging individuals, <laughs> then we can at least judge the, uh, just to show you something he made me laugh out loud he said he was sat with his mate in the park during i think it was the first during the first lockdown where people were getting really angry at people sitting in the park together it was before the ban of meeting in groups outside so they were like look you can't have people around your house so lots of people then took to the park yeah and um him and his mate and he said his mate was going for a bit of a time of it so they went and sat in the park to have a chat and stuff and he said this elderly lady came up to them and went you shouldn't be here <laughs> and he said his mate was so up like it was obviously having this impassioned conversation with josh and just because he was so angry he just turned around and went you shouldn't be here <laughs> he was like i've never wanted to just die laughing so much yeah. just this really like young essex lad just having this set too with this elderly woman when she's like you should be here no you should be here yeah and it just becomes all a bit kind of ridiculous. That's funny. Because I certainly noticed, um, like, there's a few, there's a couple of parks sort of near where I live. And, uh, like, I'd go for sort of walks around there. And there'd be just, like, groups of old people all about sort of two feet away from each other, like, t- chatting away, all screaming at each other because they can't hear each other. And, You're like, uh, surely the spit yeah he's screaming that loud and, my god you're you're literally hurling the particles yeah, exactly you're hurling the covid yeah. at your friends but a lot of the times they'd be blocking up the paths and we'd sort of walk along and um, oh. like i was running quite a lot of the time and they'd be blocking up the path and they'd turn around and be like oh it shouldn't be running out here and i'm just like you're yeah blocking i know up the people path. don't yeah we're literally doing this to try and that's, save you that's where it gets a bit weird because it's like i go i, I went running this morning and yeah. there was a lady and she and I'm a bit of a because I had COVID in January and oh. it has left me really panty. Yeah, that sounds really creepy, and I didn't mean that. And I'm like, it's left me. <laughs> now I just don't wear pants. No, it's short not. Breath, short but it's breath. Le- <laughs> what's what's your um, situation with long COVID? I just can't, can't literally I'm cannot cover up my clunge. It's a nightmare. <laughs> I'm just. Oh, it's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. God, Flappy McGee, that's me. But no, it's like, I'll go out and run it. But it has, it's left me really kind of like, I noticed it. Like before COVID, I was able to run and hold a conversation. Now yeah. I feel like my body is is, is fine, is functioning, yeah. but I'm battling against my chest. And I'm getting to the point where I'm getting really annoyed. I'm like, just freaking breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as a result, I am jogging around parks, just like. <laughs> so women are leaping out of their way because they think what's approaching behind them is a sexual predator. (laughs) But there was a a lady and um, she kind of, you know, and I I was jogging behind her, but then she said that I should be jogging in a mask. And I was like, but a park, I just kind of went, Oh no, don't be silly. And carried on running. But I was kind of like, you're out in a park you, if you feel that passionately that where you go, everyone should be, then you surely choose places to go that's really isolated. Like yeah. this is a this is a park in the middle of a you know we're we're in a city. It's used by dog walkers, families, or rest of it. You can't really go into a public space like that where you don't have to wear a mask. It's not indoors. Yeah, of course. And then get annoyed that people like that's a bit crazy. Yeah. Because I've um, got um, I've got loads of issues with my nose. Like I've broken it like seven times, and I had septic rhinoplasty. Yeah, so that so, must be a bit of a nightmare for breathing. 
Yeah, a little bit. It's not too bad with the masks because, uh, like, once I had the surgery on it, like, it does clear it up a bit. But it no, but I meant with running. Do you do you kind of are you a bit of a heavy running? Yeah, to, what I'm I... trying to say is, so would you like to go running with me and we can just <laughs> we'll be panting we can together. just be so loud <laughs> <laughs> that I won't. I feel less. Suffered. I genuinely, I we'll be, I was we'll like, oh my god, people keep leaping out of the way. My music must be really loud. That's yeah. really bad. And then I turn my music down and I realise no, people are leaping out of the way because I sound. Like blooming Harvey Weinstein creeping up behind them. Yeah, it's like no. Yeah, so I have to. Yeah, I breathe through my mouth a lot. So yeah, I get I get a similar. You're thing. a mouth breather. Not in t- I mean, I try and breathe through my nose where I can, but um, like it, it currently, for instance, uh, my right nostril is a little bit more blocked, and my left nostril is the one that I can't breathe through quite as well. So uh, I sort of it's not a comfortable breathing. That's nice. Sometimes it's fine, but uh, yeah, a lot of the time, and especially sort of when I start going running and. Uh, you know, obviously, you get a bit phlegmy anyway after a bit of a run, and so you can't. When when we were gigging out in Dubai, that you have to wear masks the whole time in Dubai. So in Dubai, really? we were on full lockdown here, but in Dubai, so we I went out um to do some some I was booked for gigs out there. Yeah, and um, I was booked for gigs out there. I was working before <laughs> anyone gets a little bit like, oh my god, these bastard. I, I felt horrible. I was in Dubai, and they're like, look at these bastard influencers and I was like oh my god I'm not an influencer yeah I was at, I mean that, some would at, say at I time. am yeah but <laughs> I'm gigging I need the cash yeah but you have to you have to you have to wear a mask all the time so the moment you step out your front door you're in a mask really? you're in a mask when you're walking around shopping malls outside shops if you want to exercise you've got to wear a mask the only time you can wow. take a mask off is when you're sat down in a cafe restaurant or cinema um so every time you move and in a weird way when I came home I genuinely felt more freer here than there because I was like wearing a mask full time over there. And especially with the heat, it just felt really, whereas in here you can put the mask on to pop into a shop. And then when you're walking around outside, you've got that freedom. But I was like wearing a mask and exercising and in that heat, it felt like the most oppressive yeah, I bet Things. that's horrendous. Which yeah, uh, yeah it was like running on a treadmill in a mask. Impressive in Dubai. What? <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> so yeah, I, I had a full time job like at the start of lockdown. I was on furlough for a while, and then uh, I got made redundant. And then I started a, a, a temp job, and this was sort of around the time it's like uh, end of July. So most people sort of wearing masks when they go anywhere. Like I was wearing masks going shopping, but then at work, no one was wearing a mask and it was like super hot. So I've not had to wear a mask in sort of particular heat yet, but also I was walking around that warehouse that I was working in, uh, which was one of, no, I think it's safe to say that was the worst job I've ever had, but it was, yeah. uh, no, no, like no one's wearing a mask and I was walking around just like, you people are all disgusting. <laughs> the judge. Yeah. You're a judger. Yeah. But only because a lot of them were just sweaty. So, oh yeah, that's the thing with the mask, though. I noticed that because I stop after a run to get a coffee, and I've yeah. got to say, I'm quite relieved to put a mask on and go inside and get a coffee because at least it covers up. Yeah. My face is like beetroot, and I'm dripping with sweat. <laughs> and I'm like, this actually is quite a nice way of covering that up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because he knows every time I go in, he's like, oh, running again. <laughs> She's nice, isn't she? <laughs> Hopefully, you're running. That may may just be your standard sort of face. <laughs> yeah, I just tell him that I'm I'm not actually a runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm just literally really sweaty. I'm just a very sweaty woman. You're running again? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Sure. 
have you uh, have you taken up any sort of hobbies or anything during lockdown that you you wouldn't normally have done? Like some um, people have got into running and stuff. I know but... people started getting into baking. Well, I oh, used yeah. to be a runner, oh, so okay. it's kind of just had the chance to get back to running. Yeah. So, um, did I take up any hobbies? No, I started doing puzzles. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. I know. I really got into puzzles. I was like, they're really, but that was when we were like in full on. Yeah, yeah, lockdown yeah. so I could do a gig in the day homeschool the kids which was sheer hell yeah. and then of an evening just kick back with a puzzle yeah um what sort of puzzles were you doing was, like uh of, what do you mean like size like tough ones yeah size were they like no sort of I kind of like your standard 500 1000 yeah but they are very cathartic yeah oh absolutely yeah 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 or the Very most frustrating cathartic. thing you'll ever do. Yeah. yeah. And the worst thing is when your kids are like, oh, can I help? And you <laughs> Probably just not. feel protective and you're like, just stay away. Yeah. I uh, Yeah, my wife and I do like impossible puzzles and all that sort of thing. Right. So like, it's just the ones where there's sort of like, uh, just like, uh, I think the one we're doing at the minute, and I say at the minute, we started it in, I would say, September. Uh, and then put it put it away and haven't haven't gone back to it since. Um, it's a Toy Story one where it's just all of the like the little green aliens, and there's like loads of those, oh. and then a couple of bits at the side. And it, it's too hard. <laughs> it's too much the same. <laughs> it's too much. Too much going on. Yeah, it's difficult when it's very samey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. hard to work out all the bits because we we also did um, a hundred and one Dalmatians one where there's like a big sort of Pongo and Perdita in the middle. Which is great, and then all the little ones around the outside. So it's good, like when you do the big ones, because you feel like you've achieved something. Uh, but then the, the little ones just make you want to throw throw your own shit at the wall. Frustration. That's not a phrase. <laughs> Makes you want to throw your own shit at yeah. the wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, better than <laughs> so firstly, other you just need to wait to go for one, and then <laughs> yeah. you pick it up off the floor, which isn't bad enough, and then throw it. At a wall. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Look, that's been weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so angry, I'm going to throw my own feculence at my own wall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're the only loser in that battle. I Yes, yeah, yeah. Both a loser and a winner. And uh, again, a loser, because I've got to clear it up after. So I'm lo- losing on two. Fun. Le- no. Did you start any like sort of comedy based projects that you wouldn't otherwise have done like for instance i um i wrote a sitcom oh nice did yeah. i start any comedy based projects <sighs> i mean yeah i mean we all say like oh yeah i did loads of writing um <clears throat> i did try and get quite a lot of shit down on paper yeah um and sit and do writing but i find that like my day was just really bitty so it was really hard like everything's just like it's really hard just to get a block of time yeah so lots of things yeah tried to do lots of things but no nothing of substantial like ta-da this is the product of what i made so are you a you're normally a a sit down and write kind of person yeah i just like to block out time and go and do it yeah yeah i don't really do that yeah i probably should but i just (laughs) i just have ideas and then i write them down and then I'll probably that's probably the best way to go i'll probably spend about four days just thinking about it sorry my cat's eating i think it's okay she often eats sponges and we can't let her do that because oh. she just munches them down do you have a lot 
Do you have a lot of sponges downstairs? Surprising amount of sponges, yeah. I don't know, like four? <laughs> Too many sponges, probably. <laughs> you only have one out, but she gets into cupboards. She's an oh. idiot, but she's quite smart. <laughs> I've also got like a, I've got a shower sponge, and she uh, she manages to get in the bathroom and rips that apart, so I have to buy those quite often. Oh, yeah. dear. It's, uh, you got any pets? No. No, just no, kids. Just kids. No, the only pets I've got. Pro- yeah. pro- probably worse, I would imagine. <laughs> well, I mean, I find it quite funny when people say that um, they get offended if someone compares having a dog to having um, children. Because I've come to the conclusion after seeing people who, who have dogs that it probably is quite similar in yeah. terms of the amount of energy and attention. But, yeah, yeah. no, don't have any pets. Because I, uh, I don't like dogs particularly. I mean, they're fine. Like, they're okay just realized that people will probably attack me for that but uh dog dogs are fine i wouldn't want one i've got a cat and i like that she's all right she like mm-hmm. she goes in a box and she does a poo there uh whereas dogs just right. sort of shit on the floor and then you've got to pick that up with your own hand yeah oh yeah i mean use a bag that makes me obviously. feel a bit sick yeah there's a, you know, yeah, there's a, a surprising sort of pleasure if you because uh, I, I i looked after my sister's dog a couple of times like dog sitting and uh, if you if you're ever walking a dog on a cold day and it and it does do a shit, it's as long as your hands on the other side of the bag and you don't sort of split it, it's quite warm. Mm. Get a bit of warmth from it. It's like a little hand warmer. Well, that's that's one selling point for having a dog, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, warm your hands up on its turds. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind having a dog, but I think I'll definitely save it for when I've got the time and effort. I think I think if you're going to have a dog, you do have to give it as much time and effort as you would something else that needs a lot of care. Yeah. So I wouldn't take that quite lightly. I think cats are probably easier, aren't they? Yeah. They're also... Uh, well, are they more destructive? I don't know. I think dogs uh, well, can be quite I don't destructive. Know. It depends, depends what kind of dog. how many sponges you've got. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you seem quite a sponge-scented man. So... I've got... I'm mostly sponge. Yeah, my house is... Yeah. Uh, yeah. This looks Made like a sofa that I'm sitting on. It's actually a big you actually sponge. actually live on a fairground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, it's loads of sponges. What's a... Uh, dogs. How old are your kids? That sounds weird. Sorry, that was really aggressive. <laughs> How old are you, children? <laughs> I know you said it as if you don't believe I've got any. Um, <laughs> they're five and seven. I mean, to be fair, I can never remember. They're five and seven. Yeah. Like, I suppose when your kids are slightly older, if anything, you could distract your kids with a dog. Like, get a dog, and it's nice. You can look after it when you need to, but the rest of the time, just get the kids to chase it. Yeah, I think, like, I mean, I think it's quite good for kids to, like, have, like, pets and stuff because it teaches them responsibility. Yeah. But what tends to happen in 99.99999% of households is anything that's introduced into the household that needs any kind of responsibility just ends up being mum's responsibility. Yeah, it's just an extra responsibility for you, yeah. I can't commit to having a dog. So as much as my kids are like, we'll do everything, (laughs) it's just a bald-faced lie. Yeah. Because... That's what happened with the hamster. We had a hamster. Yeah. And it just ended up me and the hamster. Yeah. So, who actually had a heart attack and died during Boris Johnson's speech where he was cancelling Christmas. And the kids just went, oh, look, the hamster's doing a little dance. And we were like, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but he was actually suffering heart failure. Yeah. How old was he? I've got no idea because he was rescued from a film set. Oh, oh I. what? Yeah, interesting. What uh, was it? A film I know set he was used. The... He was used for a film for an indie film, and so a friend right. of mine was like, "We've got this hamster that we need to use for a film, not like a weird film." Yeah, I was going to say, like, did, yeah. like, "Was Richard Gere in the film? Was it Richard Gere?" <laughs> 
Yeah, it was Richard Gere. Yeah. I don't, I don't really understand that rumour, because I don't know how you'd physically put a hamster up your ass. Have you ever seen the South Park episode where they do it? Well, I wouldn't take South Park as a kind of no, empirical but evidence. they do often sort of uh, shine lights on uh, on weird behaviours. On how it happened. Yeah. And, so what, uh, what, what going happens by in that, the South Park? And I've heard rumours before I saw that as well, that they just they use a tube... Oh, but I mean, what's the sensation? It must really hurt. You, I would think so. It's going to want to burrow out, surely. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I. It sounds 100%, like the worst thing in the world. I don't know if I hundred percent believe that 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 happened. Yeah. Oh dear. No, 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 no. Um, it's smaller, smaller than a hamster, I would say. Uh, mouse. Put a mouse up there. We well, can get quite small hamsters, can't you? Yeah, I, I had a Russian dwarf hamster. That was uh, yeah. It was quite cute. They're quite and then small. He, and then he yeah. uh, turned into a bit of a dick. And uh, oh, and then my mum looked after him. So oh. yeah. <laughs> so that is very much a thing that happens. So you are right. But everything does just become the mum's responsibility. Mum's responsibility. Yeah. See, even when yeah, just the best, becomes mum. The best I ever did when I uh, still lived at home was I I looked after my fish. I did quite well with the fish, and I had to sort of clean the tank out quite often and get new fish and do stuff to it. But then it did get to a point where it's more of a burden than a joy. Yeah, fish aren't particularly... They're not like a particularly joyful animal. No. There's not a huge amount that you can get from a fish. No, it's quite enjoyable. Like at least with cats and dogs, like you can kind of have a bit of a cuddle. Yeah. You know, they're quite relaxing, the purring. It's all very kind of like, you know, they're quite snuggly, but you couldn't really snuggle with a fish. You couldn't snuggle a fish. No, not for long. Not for long. No. No. It's not a lot of communication, not much eye contact, because obviously the eyes are... Yeah, either side the face. Can't... Yeah, it's not, a, yeah, uh, it's not conducive to a cuddly pet. It's, yeah. it's like, uh, I never quite get people that... Like, I quite like snakes. I don't, I'd never have one, I don't think, but I, I know a lot of people that have ha- that have snakes and uh, they're, they're genuinely quite nice to sort of play with. Have you ever held a snake? No, I don't think I have. No, because you, you can feel like all of the muscles for its body sort of moving and contracting and they're not at all slimy that's uh that's very much a a lie a myth. Cra- yeah and uh but they propaganda. are anti snake re- propaganda yeah that's it but they're very smooth and you can yeah you can feel all the muscles sort of moving around on your arm or sort of wherever they're going and it's it's fascinating it feels amazing so yeah i can i can understand getting a snake i can't really mm-hmm. understand getting lizards and, and that sort of thing other than um, showing off I guess if you're normal. really into the animal, my daughter wants a tarantula. Uh, no, thank you. She's really into tarantulas. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about spiders? I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm somebody who's very respectful of them. It's like I'm not going to mm. kill them, but I'm not going to hold them. So yeah. just, you know, yeah. you stick to your area of the world, and I'll stick to mine. But I've got no interest. We did. Ha- we did go on a spider walk because that's what she wanted to do, and it was at London Zoo, and yeah. it's basically all the spiders are out. Then right. in cages, and but they're all kind of like big, different types of like non-poisonous spider, but they're all in like webs and trees and yeah. most of it. And you walk through, and she was just like, "Oh my god, wow, look!" <laughs> Taking all these photos, and um. My, me and my other half, like, oh god, and my husband was just like, I'm only doing this because I love her. I'm only, I just can't, I like, I'll do it because I love her, but yeah. I just really don't want to do it. And the whole way home, even on the tube, he was just like, I can still feel them. Yeah, can, yeah they're yeah. everywhere. They're all over me. Did you have any yeah. on you? No, 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 no. We didn't hold them or anything. But no. you can still feel them. No. 
it, yeah, he was convinced that they yeah. were on him for a good week. That's the thing. <laughs> like, even if you know a spider is in the room, sometimes you can feel it on you, even if it's not nowhere near. You know. Yeah, it's that it's that thing that's really like. Nah. Yeah, but like ninety percent of the time they will do nothing. I was at uh, my sister's house, sitting in a garden with a around a chimney the Very other week, nice. and she um, during lockdown her husband, uh, my brother-in-law. Uh, that's, how, yeah. that's how that works. He <laughs> built a, a, like a gin terrace. It's what they call it. It's like a massive like veranda type thing. It's huge. And it's just it's like sort of at the end of their garden. I was I was sitting on that and uh, a massive false widow landed on my shoulder. Mm. And it's like crawling mm. around. And apparently it crawled up my entire side. But my sister, who's petrified of spiders, had seen it crawl all the way up my side onto my shoulder and just sort of stared because she couldn't bring herself to say anything she's so scared she's just watching it going <laughs> and, uh, oh. eventually like i went to say something she went there's a spider on your shoulder and i was like <laughs> and, it's, and it's huge it was like i think it's pregnant because it's massive and uh i like i don't mind spiders that's the thing and i'm happy to catch them i'll never kill one i'll never squash one on purpose no i feel uh, that's cruel no but when it's a false widow which you know will bite you and yeah like it's it's like they say it's like a bee sting so and i can deal with that that's fine but i'd still prefer not to have it happen yeah and i, I did freak yeah. out a little bit yeah sort of yeah false widows of um yeah they've um they've kind of made of a bit bit of a comeback yeah yeah they've they've uh, created somewhat of an impression of themselves they have. And, uh, we never used to have them and now they're they're everywhere yeah but my like COVID. Uh, my parents yeah exactly they are the covid of the arachnid world maybe they're responsible for covid maybe has anyone looked into that i don't know i should uh... no, i'll definitely stop putting that out there yeah i uh i'm gonna create a fake profile and uh and, and yeah. put that on twitter see if anyone responds just because um see if anyone gets involved in yeah. it i'm sure on twitter they're all really respectful and really polite no one would. i think they are but yeah but um <laughs> you know i I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to claim that discovery uh, under my own name. I don't need that kind of publicity. So uh, <laughs> that's that's what I'll create. Fair a false Profile. I'll uh, I'll be called uh, uh, Mr. Anito. Yeah, that one. No. Totally fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll uh, I'll I'll use your picture, but draw a moustache on it if that's all right. <laughs> Wouldn't look any different. <laughs> I'm a very hairy woman. Are you? That's, uh, yeah. Mm. Cool. Good. Good for you. Have you uh, like? Did you do any sort of podcast or anything? Yeah, I I do two podcasts. I do my own podcast, which is called No Nation, and then I do a podcast with Lily Phillips called Ghastly Women. Oh, cool. Uh, what are they about? So No Nation, which well, the first series was No Nation, and the second series is No Class. That's basically looking at what it means to be stuck between to cultural identities and then okay. no classes what classism means like what class do we consider ourselves to be so it's all kind of more like conversational based chit chat whereas in ghastly women is me and lily phillips we discuss two women who've done really awful things oh. and see who is the ghastly woman each week right so different ghastly women or is it like two different women ghastly- that you know and that you just think they're quite ghastly and see which ones no they're things? not it's not you know uh we basically uh, two, two famous women. like women for doing something bad okay and then we debate them oh cool and then see 
and then see who is each week's winner of being a ghastly woman. Who's your favourite ghastly woman? So far, we've done well. Gwyneth Paltrow. I got I, I got very angry about Gwyneth Paltrow. Did and I didn't even know I had an opinion on her, <laughs> which is mental. I've never had an opinion on her. But I we we each week we decide who we're going to do, and um, I was like I was a bit stuck for ideas, so I looked up women who have you know been maybe mean to other people or you know and Gwyneth's name came out quite a lot so I started researching into her and I was like oh my god this woman is a nightmare oh really so she was a lot of fun yeah but then like that's that's... like a celebrity woman but then we also do like female serial killers and stuff oh okay so it might be it might be your ghastly because you're an annoying twat yeah yeah, yeah. or it might be your ghastly because you've murdered someone yeah both different some more socially acceptable than others some more socially acceptable than others but it just you know showing the other light of the gentler sex you know yeah 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 that, that we can be ghastly too yeah <laughs> the thing is <laughs> quite fun if if someone were to start a series called ghastly men where would you start <sighs> it's tough isn't it be a lot yeah be a lot of work wouldn't it so uh, I mean that's uh, to be fair that the the whole concept is not entirely dissimilar to uh, Russell Kane's podcast Evil Genius yeah yeah, yeah. that's good that. well with that. Evil Genius it's taking somebody who's known for being quite good yes and then discussing whether they're evil genius whereas in the women we discuss tend to be known for being ghastly but yeah. we're just battling out for who is the worst woman out of the two that we've picked do you try and find positive aspects about them as well. Well, we did try it where we'd have like one woman and one would argue pro and one would argue against, but it didn't really work. So no. now we just choose two people. Yeah, because how would you argue there. pro against Myra Hindley, for instance? Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's really hard to be pro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a very one-sided conversation. <laughs> yeah. And the other person saying... I mean, it's a bit oh, worrying if you are pro. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Yeah, nice. Oh, that sounds good. D- did you start either of those during, during the lockdown or...? Yeah, we did actually, yeah. Uh, no Nation was before lockdown, but um, Ghastly Women started towards the later part of lockdown, yeah. Yeah. And uh, if I had to guess, no class would be having no class identity, presumably, or like sort of... Yeah, it's just as... like talking about what class identity do you have and, yeah. and what does it mean and, yeah. Yeah. And the fact that classism seems to be something which is not really talked about as much as other Yeah, it's not. It's, a, it's an odd thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it, even when it is talked about, it's still not considered when, uh, you know, when sort of decisions are being made. You know. Yeah, and it's not when classist language and stuff is used. It doesn't get as much attention. Yeah. As when, say, like sexist language is used. So it's yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Yeah, there's yeah, there's certainly not the uproar of uh, no of someone saying no. something uh, sort of really. Ponzi and <laughs> people were uh, yeah yeah just like oh no he's a there's bit definitely of a, a kind of elitism he's an awful person <laughs> yeah let's uh let's start that movement I think it is starting to go that way a little bit it's getting it's getting discussed more which is good but there's still not a lot being done about it really no but I think things will change but I think it yeah I think it's just a question of like bringing it up for discussion and having yeah. that conversation but again it's one of those things it's slow going because the people who have the ability to change things are the people that it would it'd be detrimental to to uh, to help the other side yeah which is why we're in the situation we're in in the country <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I don't talk about politics but you know that is a pretty succinct uh, comparison of uh, you know <laughs> I think everyone knows that though. That's not that's not news. 
<laughs> no, yeah. it's kind of like we all we all know where we stand. Shock horror as people in power do things to help themselves. <laughs> Is anyone, no one's surprised anymore, are they? Like no one. No, yeah, that's never happened before. Yeah, like I saw a thing yesterday saying that Boris Johnson's been investigated over is it a trip to the Bahamas or something like that. Oh yeah, I mean, well, he's done loads of bits and pieces, and oh, he? he's, he's just hidden the fridge. This is the most. Ridiculous. Well, his dad went during not during, over Christmas. His dad went to Greece, didn't he? Oh really? Or to yeah, somewhere like that. Yeah, somewhere in the Mediterranean, whilst yeah. everyone was being told that they can't pop around and see their parents on Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't go see your parents, but you can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. I can do what I want because I've got loads of money, but you yeah. can't. Yeah. And this is uh, people wonder why sort of the working class have a chip on their shoulder, <laughs> but then keep voting them in. That's it's uh, <laughs> good. This uh, uh, the so what's it like sort of politically where you are? Oh, I don't know. I'm talking so much about politics, but like yeah. <laughs> obviously Essex is uh, is often quite a sort of a, a conservative area, and yeah. around here certainly is. Out of out of the it, like eight, it went, eight it went to Labour. Did it? We were definitely it was definitely becoming more Labour, yeah. and then um, it's gone back. Yeah, I think it's yeah. gone back Tory now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the uh, anti-Labour Labour leader. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think people kind of feel the most comfortable with Tory because at least they know what they are. Yeah, yeah. It's the we know they'll lie to us, but at least you know. <laughs> Better the devil you know, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is a lot of people's argument. Did you see that video of Keir Starmer in a boxing club? No. He's in a boxing club, but he's got like these boxing gloves with Vote Labour on them. Right. And uh, and the caption is, are you sure working class people like boxing? And he's just in this boxing club with this like boxing trainer going, so if you just hit the bag, and he's literally just like going. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, it, no. it's the most un charismatic PR stunt I have ever seen yeah. it's like uh, for the listeners like, who e- thought Esther this just, was a good uh, idea Esther just mimed uh, someone that that was very slowly very slowly punching uh, as though uh, posing for a photo and not entirely aware that it's a photo it's a, yeah it's a, it's a video so what sort of gigs have you got lined up anything exciting so on monday i'm opening for russell kane oh lovely um at, in central london so that'll be nice and then next weekend i'll be up in sheffield oh okay at the rofl comedy club oh lovely yeah what it stands for yeah well ruffle 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 yeah at comedy club and then after that what's after that yeah and then it's then then i'm just dithering about and then i'm doing my show over oh, the summer that, yeah, so I'll start in July and then I'll take it about the place. Are you on, on tour? I mean, it's not really a tour because, right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's just literally taking it around the festivals and, and booking oh, okay. smaller venues for it and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. That's sort of a tour. Is it? Uh, yeah, like, I reckon. Yeah. I'll call it a tour. A mini tour. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, how yeah. many dates have you got? About eight. That's a tour? Yeah, all right then. Going on tour. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, I mean, that's lasting more than a week, right? You're not doing like more than one in a day. No, I'm not doing more than one in a day. That's a tour. Absolutely. Yeah. All right then. Yeah. Yeah. I know people that have done like three <laughs> dates and they've called that a tour. Oh, have they? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll call mine a tour then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very much a tour. I'm going to call it a minor tour. Nice. Yeah. The Esther Minito minor tour. Esther minor tour. 
This is Esther's Minotaur. Yeah. It's not mythical. It's real. It's happening. The yeah. shit is here. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Thanks. Well, yeah. Good. <laughs> nice. Uh, what's the what what what's the show? Um, it's called hashtag Not All Men. Oh, okay. Um, so it 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 hasn't had a huge amount of um, geezers turning up going. Finally, a woman who just gets it's a joke. <laughs> yeah. But it's just about yeah, it's just a reaction to the hashtag. Um, yeah. and it, it doesn't talk about like Me Too and stuff, but it's just about growing up in the nineties and about how much you know things have changed and yeah. And the kind of lad culture we grew up with in the 90s. And it's kind of, it's more kind of just looking back and, you know, remembering what it was like being a teenager during the 90s and the things that we were enduring as, as young girls and young boys and, yeah, and yeah. what impact that had on us. And so it's kind of like a reflection on on where this kind of, you know, sexist attitude comes from. Yeah, yeah. But it's fun. It is fun. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds really when it's down. It's like the vagina models. No, but it's fun. And it's quite biographical as well. So it's quite fun. Yeah. Just telling cool. telling yeah. those kind of stories. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I've I've touched on that sort of thing in the past a bit because like I'm I'm not a tall man. I'm I'm five foot eight, which is like it's fine, you know, it's it's a moderate height. I'm taller than a lot of people I work with. I'm shorter than quite a few people I work with. And like like my best mate when I was in my sort of formative years was six foot four. So everyone always looked at me and was like, Oh, he's little. I'm, just, I'm not little, I'm just sort of <laughs> I'm not I'm just not tall yeah uh, but like and I was always uh, skinny when I was younger as well and there'd, there'd always be a thing of unless you're tall and or fat like you you're not a not manly enough that is always yeah the thing. and uh yeah so I've sort of I've I've written a bit of material about that but probably not enough I should I should explore that more because it's uh I think it's you know it's quite quite a good thing to talk about really yeah yeah Definitely. Yeah, it's a it's a funny old world. <laughs> I don't like. I think I'm tired. I've been I've been awake for. Uh, You've been awake way too long. Yeah, I don't know. I can't do maths. <laughs> That's where my brain's at. Nine nine hours. That's not long. It's not that long. It doesn't sound that long until uh, you, until you know that it's only uh, two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And then suddenly it becomes slightly hours. longer than it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> I, just uh, for the sake of uh, listeners, just in case anyone's wondering what I'm drinking, uh, which normally people don't care, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm having a friend of mine bought me a load of Wittard's tea for Christmas. Uh, oh, nice. And uh, this one is a mango and bergamot. And I, I was quite concerned that it was going to be horrendous because bergamot is what is in uh, Earl Grey, and I'm not a big fan of Earl Grey, uh, uh-huh. but it's delicious. How is so, it? Yeah, it's really nice. It's sort of you do get that sort of the the floral nature of the bergamot, but the mango, uh, it I find it leaves quite a sort of a, a sort of a, a sour sort of bitter taste at the end. Oh yeah, I quite like that. Dear, yeah, yeah, it's not for me. But this sort of rounds it off a bit. The mango, and it's not too mangoey. It's quite like it tastes a little bit like dried mango. Oh, I love but, dried mango but with like a, a sort of a bergamot flavouring to it. I would I would recommend that. Hmm. Yeah. So there you go. To, uh, just to, just in case anyone was wondering, the shop. Yeah, go and get some get of that stuff. Some Wittard tea. Yeah, it is good. So, what would your do? You, do you drink much tea? Uh, no, I'm a coffee drinker mainly. So okay. I drink about three cups of coffee in the day, and then I tend to have my verbena tea before bed. Oh yeah. So that's your sort of your more regular tea if you're drinking tea. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not like a cup of tea person. Like, I don't have like a Milky Builders tea. 
No. Tends to make you feel a bit sicky. Mm. Yeah. Is that the milk, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Have you ever considered trying alternative? It's not, I don't call them alternative milks on here. I call them uh, pressed plant juices because it's not, it's not milk, is it? No. It, well, I do. I have oat milk, but that doesn't tend to sit so well in tea. So it yeah, goes quite well with coffee, but it's okay, I'm not a massive yeah. fan of it in tea. Yeah, fair enough. So you probably don't dunk a biscuit in a tea? No, not not really. No, well, that ends that question there. Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> Good. No, it's short. It's uh, succinct. I like that. Oh, is that what tea would you dunk? What biscuit would you dunk? Yeah, it's uh, what's, what's your favourite tea followed by uh, what's your favourite biscuit for dunking? But... Uh, I mean, I've got, well, probably a chocolate bourbon. Yeah, if you're going to do it. Yeah. If I'm going to do it, got to go, go. go big time. Go classic. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a very good one. I feel like you're slightly younger than me, possibly. How old are you? Uh, 35. And you think I'm younger than you? Are you not? Aww. Ah. No. Oh, good no. work. <laughs> uh, I mean, I look quite young as well for, for my age. I'll probably... Uh, <laughs> I love the fact you thought I was younger than you. Now I'm 38. Okay, so there's not a lot in it. Although I have spent the last year saying I'm 37 because I totally forgot this year. Yeah, I've spent the last, I would say, three months I'm telling 38. people I'm 36. And uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm 36 yeah, I this year, I think. It's 2021, yeah. right? I've got the time. Yeah, it is, yeah. I'm a bit confused because, no, no, I think I'm 38, yeah. Yeah, what year? Were you born? 1982. So, yeah, I'm 38. Yeah, so 39 this year. Yeah. Yeah, sorry to bring that up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've really dissected it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, obviously, uh, you, you don't drink much tea anyway, but uh, I suppose it can be transferred to hot drinks because I think it's sort of around this age, like people people start sort of changing their behaviours, don't they? And Yeah. Uh, do you drink a hot drink to cool you down? In hot weather, are you of that school of thought where it regulates your body temperature? No. No. I mean, I I, I drink coffee regardless yeah. every morning. Do I drink hot drink? No. Mm, no, I wouldn't do that. I'd drink a cold drink. Yeah. Yeah, that is wise. That's exactly what I do. Because people swear by it. They say, oh, it regulates your body temperature and makes you think, no, nonsense. I know. Yeah, someone else once pointed out that uh, drinking a hot drink in hot weather will make you sweat and, you know, by its design, sweat will cool you down. So if anything, maybe that's what people are thinking, but I, I think it's nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I've not asked that in a while and I think I think it's quite a, quite a good question to ask, really. <laughs> Who would be your perfect radio double X partner? If you're going to have a radio show with... I mean, it could be anyone, but if it's a comedian. But, uh, yeah, it could be could be your, your child. Radio double X partner. Um... And it doesn't even have to be someone that you know. It could just be someone that you think would be fun to do a show with. Someone fun to do a show with. I reckon maybe... I'm just trying to think. God, that's... Radio show partner, why am I struggling so hard <laughs> to think of someone? Shappy cool Sandy, probably. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know Shappy? I do. And cool. I think she'd be quite fun to do a radio show with. Yeah, I bet she would. Yeah, I'd listen yeah. to that. So, uh, oh, thanks. have a word. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll have a word. Yeah. Get that sorted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I will uh, I'll take a cut. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll, maybe I'll start a radio network. No, probably not. Uh, I don't have the money. Um, 
uh, right. Now, uh, there's there's a question I asked the other day that sort of formed into a slightly different question. Because are you familiar with the uh, Cadbury's advert where a child buys a bar of chocolate for for its parent uh, with like a button and some sort of string and that sort of thing? No. No. So there's an advert by Cadbury's. A child goes mm. into a shop and says, like, I want to buy a, a chocolate bar for my mum. And puts like a, a button and some string and a pipe cleaner and a sort of you know crud on the uh, on the counter and the uh, shopkeeper sort of looks lovingly looks down sort of looks out at the parent and then just passes the chocolate over to the child and then the child goes out gives it to the parent and the parent's like oh thank you very much now I've got several issues with that advert because uh, number one that parent like is just looking around they're not aware that that child's in the shop or they are aware that that child's in the shop and they know full well that that child's gone in without any money and haven't questioned the fact that they've now come out with chocolate. So there's there's two questions there. Are, are they aware that that child has just stolen some chocolate? Or, because I, I think they might be running a scam is the thing, and they've said to the <laughs> child, here's, here's some old to go in there. Get some get some stuff from the shopkeeper. He looks nice, and then they're just going around and scamming all the shopkeepers. Yeah, it's a scam. Yeah, I think so. It's uh, a scam. And as such, that advert makes me scream at the TV. What adverts make you <laughs> scream at the TV? <laughs> what? Ad- <laughs> it's quite a roundabout um, way to get to that question. What adverts make me scream at? I don't know if I see many adverts. Do you not? Do you watch much TV? I, I was thinking. I'm not a huge TV watcher. Yeah. I'll watch stuff like online. I'll stream a lot of stuff. So you don't often get a lot of adverts, but I'm trying to think, oh, um, the HelloFresh adverts probably do my head in yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Just because it's this kind of fake family setup of, oh, yeah, Johnny yeah. won't eat his beans. So that kind of anything, which is kind of like trying to be relatable. Yeah. But again, oh, we all know, but it's just like, it's all a bit awkward. No, they probably do my head in. Yeah, um, that's fair. I will say about HelloFresh, now, uh, they don't sponsor me, so I'm not going to say that much about them, but I have started using them, and they are quite good. Uh, are they? <laughs> yeah, they really are. I was wondering about them. Is it is it worth doing? I think so, yeah. We only do it, like, yeah. once every couple of weeks, because otherwise it starts getting a bit okay. expensive. But, um, yeah, it, it just sort of introduces you to new foods. And, like, I, I, uh, I always said that I couldn't really cook. Like, I could cook some stuff. Like, I'll just do oven meals and that sort of thing. But because of that, I... I'm actually sort of becoming quite confident in the kitchen now, so it's uh, it's, it's life changing. Oh, uh, okay. But All right, f- I'll give it a go. The foods that you produce are are quite tasty, but I- I'm going to stop talking about it there because I think that HelloFresh should sponsor me and I'll sing their praises quite happily. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, right. You probably need to go, so I will ask one more question, and this is another one I've been asking recently. It's just a bit weird. I had a dream a couple of weeks ago that caused me to wake up in the middle of the night and Google what is the coldest that Julie Walters has ever been. The coldest? Yeah, because ah. I, I think in my dream she was... Now, there's an old Batman film. I'm pretty sure this is where it came from. There's an old Batman film where uh, Batman was like fighting a shark from a helicopter, and uh, but like above the sea. And in my head, I think I'd mixed that with something about Julie Walters and Julie Walters had fallen in the sea and got really cold and I woke up concerned about her thinking what's the coldest she's ever been so I googled it and uh, I I didn't have an answer but have you ever had any weird questions as a result of a dream well I I get a recurring dream oh okay and I've had it for years and it's about being in a house that has another 
bit of the house attached, which is secret. Oh. But I have it all the time. And then I was trying to describe it to friends of mine and and, and one of my friends, she was like, oh, my God, I, I've, I've had that. I've had that dream. So I've looked it up and I think it is just a kind of when something is niggling rather than stressing you out. It's not like a stress dream, but it's something that's niggling. So it's always like you're in the house and then there's like a little door from the kitchen. And when you open that, there's like a whole other bit of the house down there, like huge living room, landscape gardens, and that's all attached, but it's kind of quite dusty and not well looked after. And you're like, why don't we ever, and I'm, I always have the same thing. I'm like, why do we never use this part of the house? Like, why is that, how that's (laughs) always just there. It makes the house huge, but we should never use it. Yeah. Interesting. Have you ever seen the film Us? Seen what? The film Us. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's the one where there's like the the second version. The of upstairs and the downstairs yeah. people, yeah. Because doesn't she have like dreams in that where she's sort of imagining being downstairs? I can't remember. In that other world. I think it might be. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you're... Maybe that's where it stemmed from. Evil version of yourself. The evil version of myself. Or the nice version. Yeah, you could be. But, oh, well, I mean, I don't want to give any spoilers to the film. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe the, the evil one was uh, the, the good one all along. The nice one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Maybe it's that. Maybe there's another version of you uh, called Mr. Anito, and they're asking questions uh, on Twitter (laughs) about uh, about false widow spiders. (laughs) Probably not, but you never know. Wouldn't put it past her. Yeah, (laughs) that wily minx. (laughs) And that is a a weird phrase that I think is a good place to uh, to To end end the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So have you got anything you want to plug? Um, well, just give me a follow on Instagram and then everything's on there. Yeah. Estimanito on Instagram. Cool. Just just uh, at Estimanito, yeah? Yeah. Nice. At Estimanito on Instagram. Yeah. Are you on uh, Twitter and that sort of? I am, yeah. Same yeah. at Estimanito. The, the cesspit that is, uh, soon, that is Twitter. soon to be filled with conversations about uh, false widows starting COVID. <laughs> soon to be filled with it, riddled with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be everywhere. <laughs> Cool. Anything else? Got a website? Yeah, estimanito.com. Yep. Solid. Yep. <laughs> cool. On everything. And uh, and your podcasts and uh, check out your tour. Is there anywhere in particular yes, that you're uh, like, where, where, well, as presumably you can find um, the dates on your website? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, go there. My dates, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm gonna, all of that's on there. Yeah. Lovely. All right. Cool. Well, thank you very much for, uh, for coming uh, on the podcast. Thanks, si. It's been a lovely chat. It has been a lovely chat, yes. and uh, thank you for the tea. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy the other ones as well. And uh, if I will do. Yeah, I think I sent you some from um, from a company that I've not drunk any of yet. They sent me they sent me some new ones recently. So I'm going to start oh, telling nice. people to drink those instead. But uh, is that, uh, I sent you some good and proper tea ones today. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. They've just uh, they've just started sending me tea to uh, to oh, try lush. the podcast. So uh, yeah, give them a follow. They uh, they're an independent company that started sort of. Um, Women started selling their stuff from uh, from like a tea van. Convert, oh right, okay, oh, right. I'll give it a go. I'll give them a follow. Yeah, it's a really good story. So yeah, oh, cool. look into those guys. They're great stuff. Anyway, uh, have a lovely rest of your day. Because thank you and you. It. Take yes, care. I will yes, you too. Uh, lovely to meet see you. you later. <laughs> and you. <laughs> see, see you later. Take care. See you later. So that was Estimanito. Don't forget, you can follow her online. She's at Estimanito on the social medias and her website is estimanito.com simple and don't forget as ever 
if you are enjoying the podcast and are able to show support and you want to, then please go over to my uh, Kofi page, which is uh, kofi.com, ko-fi.com forward slash sideeves and show, show you support for the uh, podcast. Basically, it's expensive running this stuff. I need to keep buying new equipment and I need to pay for the sort of the hosting and all that sort of thing. So any donations you can offer would be greatly appreciated because you're helping me keep it running in a time when very few creative people are earning the money that they need. So many, many thanks to those of you who have donated already. You are greatly appreciated. I love you. Thank you very much. If you can't donate, absolutely fine. You don't have to. This content is here for you to listen to for free. But if you could, if you're enjoying it, tell your friends. Spread the love. Share the posts and pick up your friend's phone and hit subscribe on their podcast apps or go on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever. Hit, hit subscribe on their phones for you and uh, do them a favour. And then uh, go, go on to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review because that always makes me feel lovely and warm inside. If you didn't like it, don't do that. Uh, well, give it a five-star review and then uh, and then subscribe your enemies' phones to my podcast. If I mean, if you don't like it, then well, I'm not entirely sure why you've got this far in a podcast, but fair play. I think I'm going to be doing a work-in-progress show of the show that I'm working on. I briefly mentioned it last time, but I've spoken to a few people looking at booking in some dates. So keep an eye on www.sideeves.com and, and keep an eye on the dates that are coming out. But nevertheless, it's a new website, so go and have a look anyway. Go and, go and see what I've done with it. It's quite lovely. And the I'm, I'm, I am, I'm finally talking to the graphic designer. We're sorting out the merch. It's happening. It's going to be It's going to be a couple of weeks yet, at least probably probably longer because we're we're both busy people but that that will be out as soon as possible i think i'm going to concentrate on mugs first and maybe a couple of other bits and then we'll uh, we'll see where the interest lies with other stuff so until the next time thanks very much for listening be kind to each other drink nice tea i love you goodbye <laughs>